I'm Eric Priante Martin, and this is Green Seas, a podcast by Tradewinds about the environment and the business of the ocean. When cruise ship companies roll out new vessels, they like to trumpet their exciting features. The first this, the biggest that. When my colleague Michael Giuliano took a ride on Royal Caribbean's Symphony of the Seas in 2018, he was first struck by how darn huge it was. This, after all, was the biggest cruise ship in the world at the time. And a fun fact, Mike and I are both shipping reporters, and we actually don't get to go on ships very often. So this was his first cruise. Well, what I thought was special about it was just the absolute enormity of the vessel from the outside, but also from the inside. I mean, it has its own central park. But there was something else special about the Symphony of the Seas. The bubbles. No, not those bubbles. That's more like it. Mike was there to interview Richard Fain, who was Royal Caribbean's chief executive at the time. At one point in the interview, the two were crouched down so they could look at Fane's cell phone as he held it above them to see what the carpet of tiny bubbles on the ship's hull looked like from beneath. The hull actually shoots uh, bubbles out into the water that stick closely to the hull as a way to sort of lubricate the journey. What did Royal Caribbean get out of that technology? What what was the, the benefits of this? He told me that the benefit was that the lubrication provided by the bubbles allowed the ship to um, travel through the water in a more uh, fluid way. I can't say aerodynamic because it's not aerodynamic, but in a more fluid way, um, in such a way that it allowed uh, the ship to burn less fuel uh, to travel through the water. The Symphony of the Seas was one of the earliest cruise ships to feature air lubrication a technology in which microbubbles smooth the ride of a ship to reduce fuel consumption. But it wasn't the first, and it won't be the last. As shipping looks to slash its carbon footprint, for many in the industry, zero-carbon fuels feel so far away, if not from a technology standpoint, but also because of how long it will take to scale up supply of the fuels but shipping is facing growing calls to take steps to tackle its greenhouse gas footprint now, rather than wait for a silver bullet fuel to emerge. And these tiny bubbles are floating into the mainstream. Carnival Corporation, the world's largest operator of cruise ships, started trialing air lubrication on its vessels in 2016. And it recently unveiled plans to install the systems on at least 10 more vessels. That's on top of four ships already using the tech. Retrofits already in the pipeline will bring the total bubble-powered fleet to 17. This is Bill Burke, Carnival's chief maritime officer. We've seen good results from the air lubrication systems we've installed, and uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna install more. The cruise giant's bubble effort uses systems developed by UK-based Silverstream Technologies, and it's the latest adoption of air lubrication by a growing number of big-name ship owners. It only takes a search through the Tradewinds archives to see the club of high-profile air lubrication users. Italy's Grimaldi Group has an order for 10 car carrier new buildings. Clovenus Combination Carriers signed a deal to add the tech for 2 to 11 of its vessels, and container giant MSC has booked an order of 30 systems. 
Silverstream Technologies founder and chief executive Noah Silberschmidt said there may be 40 Carnival vessels that could eventually use the technology. What's the best way to describe what this technology is? Our headlines have often used the term carpet of bubbles, but what's what's the best way to describe that to, to our readers? So I, I think that's a good uh, image to have like a, a magic carpet. The systems use a layer of bubbles on the flat bottom portion of a ship's hull that help reduce water resistance. That means less of the vessel's propulsion is used to overcome that drag. Fuel savings are in the range of 5% to 10%. Silversmith said the company is working with a variety of other customers. We see that the industry has reached a tipping point and, 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 and we are, we are, uh, uh, we are seeing exponential growth from our side, and we are scaling up um, uh, um, fast at Silverstream. It's not new to us to scale up. I, I mean, I think we have had about 200-250% compound growth in the last four years. That means the company has expanded to 90 people with offices in London and Shanghai. It's hired scientists and software developers to prove fuel savings and use digital tools to even improve them. Air lubrication is among energy-saving technologies for ships that also include propeller ducts and Flettner rotors. Data from Clarkson's research says such tech has been fitted on 5,600 ships, accounting for almost 25% of the global fleet. That compares with just 18% five years ago. But that also means more than three-quarters of the global shipping fleet has not adopted any of those fuel-saving technologies, let alone air lubrication. That leaves a low-hanging fruit for progress on the industry's decarbonization. Air lubrication is not a cure-all. For Miami-based Carnival, it's part of a variety of efforts to reduce its fleet's carbon intensity and overall greenhouse gas footprint. Other pieces of the puzzle include eliminating older vessels, as well as tackling waste heat, adopting LED lighting, and making itineraries more efficient. Ordering LNG-powered vessels are on Carnival's list, although that fuels carbon-cutting credentials are a subject of debate over methane emissions. Burke said that the experience with Carnival's four ships featuring air lubrication shows that it's effective at speeds of between 10 knots and as high as 18 or 20 knots, depending on the system used. The main efficiency area is roughly 12 to 16 knots, and you can, you can see about 5 to 6% savings in fuel at that end. And when you think about what we're doing to get more efficient, five to six percent is pretty significant. But air lubrication does not help when ships are in port. Burke said he would hope that Carnival would adopt the technology for more ships. But he said some ships benefit more than others, depending on the class of vessel and the itinerary. That means there's a sweet spot for this low-hanging fruit. It, right now, it's targeted at, at certain ships that would benefit most from it. And then the further you go away from that, the fruit you're gonna pick is a little higher up on the tree. And so it gets a little little more challenging to, to make it work because ROIs or payback periods are pretty long on these things because of that, that time in port. Here's more news on the environment and the business of the ocean. My colleague, Paul Barrell, writes that initiatives to develop green shipping corridors are emerging from discussions at the COP27 climate change talks in Egypt. 
The UK Department for Transport said the country will join forces with the US, Norway, and the Netherlands to roll out end-to-end -end decarbonized routes. Separately, the Maritime and Port Authority of Singapore, the Port of Los Angeles, and the Port of Long Beach said they have begun discussions to establish a green and digital shipping corridor between Singapore and the San Pedro Bay port complex. Also, a new report is making the rounds of the climate conference that found that the failure of shipping companies to invest in alternative fuels has called into question the credibility of its emission-cutting targets. South Korean shipowner HMM emerged as the best prepared of the major shipping companies to cut carbons from its operations. But progress on hitting net-zero targets across the transport sector has been limited, according to Netherlands-based nonprofit World Benchmarking Alliance. A significant portion of the 17 companies it assessed for their climate strategies and performance had done nothing to develop the alternative fuels that will drive the industry towards net zero. Finally, Greece's Starbolt Carriers has reported its carbon emissions, and like many others in the shipping space, greenhouse gas pollution is on the rise. The New York-listed dry bulk shipping giant's carbon intensity has increased as charters asked its bulkers to speed up. The shipowner said its fleet's annual efficiency ratio, a key measure for emissions, rose to 3.43 last year from 3.25 in 2020. Read all these stories and more at tinyurl.com slash greenseas4. That's tinyurl.com slash greenseas and the number four. There, you can subscribe to our email newsletter and the podcast. Music for this episode is by Coma Media from Pixabay. Mm -hmm.